Welcome to Marvel Cinematic University, where Marvel itself at this point is more of a concept on this podcast. We don't really talk about Marvel at any given moment. We talk about The Mandalorian. We talk about uh, Marvel news, um, properties, not so much. And in that spirit, we're here today to talk about a DC movie, a DC movie that just came out this Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, wonder, wonderful gift. WW84, Wonder Woman 84. On the podcast today, I have my usual co-hosts, Anthony Canton III. AC, how are you? I'm great. This is a landmark moment for this podcast. Celebration. Huge. Huge. Yes. We yes, came in excited. with we we never said we would do DC, and that seems to be the only thing on our plate at this point. I can't um, wait to get into this. And of course, Jake Christie. How are you, Jake? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, I'm excited to talk about this movie. Um, I'm excited to talk about a movie. And a movie. yes, yeah, if we, I mean, longtime listeners will know that we had floated the idea of doing a drunk Suicide Squad pod for a very long time. And I'm glad that we're doing something else first. Right, um, right, right, right. We got to work our way yeah, into it, it at is, that point. Yeah, yeah. Because I definitely, uh, Suicide Squad is, is in its own category. Yes, it is. Um, and being that it's such a momentous occasion, we decided we have to expand the group for this one. We needed to bring in some special, special guests. First off, let's bring on friend of the show, co-host of Marvel Did What? Stephanie Williams. How are you do doing, Steph? I'm doing better than that movie. I can tell you that much. All right. <laughs> this is a great start already. <laughs> and first time to it, but friend of the pod, Shivani. Shivani, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Big time right. DC fan. Yeah. Big time so. DC fan. So, you know, for us being such a dedicated Marvel pod, we put it inside our title. It was only fair for us to enter this with an actual DC fan uh, after all the slander. She's in hostile territory. Yeah, no, I'm exactly. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> this might be the friendliest Marvel space that you could enter if you were going to talk yeah, that's probably about good. DC. That's probably fair. I'm excited for it. I'm excited. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think talking to everyone separately on this pod um, about what our thoughts are on the film, I feel the best way to actually enter into this is to see where we're all coming from. So how did we all feel about it? So I'm going to start with Shivani since she is our DC resident now. How did you like the film? Okay, so my bar for DC movies though is very low. Mm -hmm. um, DC animated movies, great. Um, but DC live action movies is pretty low. So, you know... <clears throat> Knowing what I know about DC, I was actually like okay with it, which is kind of sad. But um, <laughs> it was it was an enjoyable movie for DC quality. All right, and uh, to jump to the opposite end of that spectrum, let's go to Steph. Steph, how did you feel? I heard you've watched it twice since December twenty fifth already. Yes, because the first time was a screener, um, okay. and the second time was on Christmas with everyone else. And the first time I was pissed. <laughs> because I'm like, why did I just squeeze this into my schedule? But the second time I watched it, um, I did enjoy it. But that's because I was under the influence. Um, okay, and all of, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, and I mean, I guess because I had just finished Doom Patrol and I just binged season one and season two and like really enjoyed that. I unfortunately set the bar a little higher than I should have. And that calls for disappointment. Mm. Um but I mean, it's not the worst thing that was ever made. Um, it just isn't good. No. <laughs> and not even because like on some comic book stuff, just no. like from a storytelling standpoint, mm -hmm. it's just 
Why did y'all do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's definitely John. a place that I would love to get into. Um, I'm de- we'll get to AC and Jake first, but uh, just off your point there, I think when I was going into this, there was the large Twitter response, and you're either this mm-hmm. is the best thing that's ever been done, or this was the worst thing that was ever made. And I sit somewhere in between. I wasn't thrilled about the film, but it also wasn't the worst thing I've seen. If you enjoy and love comic book movies, trust me, you can go much lower. Correct. Um, AC, how did you feel? Well, I mean, so I guess part of this is expectations, and I should have I should have learned by now to temper my expectations when it comes to DC uh, <laughs> movies. I, when I saw the trailer initially, I was like, okay, we get Cheetah, we get Maxwell Lord. Okay, it this looks is super be fascinating. Fun. I'm really yeah, super fun. Looking forward to and seeing how they develop. And it's a really strong story. first movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that is and that is the setup that got me here. So seeing the movie, I think the main issue to me, and I think Steph touched on it earlier, was the storytelling uh, perspective. You get the first 15 minutes, which is pretty good with that opening scene, the, her as a child and learning that lesson and that very, very action-packed scene. I thought that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Then the movie starts, and then it's like, what happened? Uh, I, I really don't know what happened and there's like a lot of ways that we can take this but i think I feel for me a lot happened and nothing happened i can't yeah <laughs> i think that's a great way to describe it absolutely and i think one of the things that i really took away from it is we really did not need chris pine in this movie and this is no offense no. to chris pine no. but no. i think you disagree that. with that but we can get to that later no no he's fine he's fine it's not him acting it's not no. him you know in general it's just the fact that they use him as a vehicle to make diana this lovesick character when her character is not that at all and also in the first movie we already had her go through that scenario mm-hmm. losing him so we're gonna do it again mm-hmm. and just do a repeat it felt like get it felt like thanksgiving leftovers if you want to be mm-hmm. honest and wow, you can't even take today. This is <laughs> it's just like it's just like I really I really thought about not just that, but they give, they didn't give Kristen Wig anything to do. They had her go mm-hmm. from one to ninety nine in five seconds. Mm-hmm. Like the cheetah is an iconic character, and what are we doing with that? Like especially so she's going after just to take an example. She's going after the the creepy stalker dude, and she's beating him up. How am I supposed to look at that and think of her as a villain when it's a creepy, rapey, whatever you want to describe type of dude mm-hmm. and she's attacking him? Yeah. If that's going to happen, that needs to be the first thing she does. That needs to be like that she does that and then she realizes she likes violence and then it gets it escalates. That right. can't be like the yeah. <gasps> moment because it's like, oh, no, this guy sucks. Like he's yeah, he, Yeah, they could have picked much. Yeah better people to now ac i do want to remind you the question was what's your general thoughts on the movie before we get into specifics but, oh, oh no, yeah, no no no, 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 no i'm a little frustrated i'm sorry jake jake you know what all right so we're gonna continue this for sure and uh, jake go ahead give your general well, no, thoughts i, I know, didn't like I, it i, I, I know i know i'm just kidding sorry um but no um i thought it was you know it wasn't good it wasn't like uh there's a couple of thoughts i have one i because i i keep a list of every movie i've seen every year for the past four years this is the fourth year of doing it and i did count that there were 11 movies i watched this year that are worse than wonder woman which one i need better taste in movies i need to watch better movies but two like i think that that's when people are like oh my god like this someone said it was transcendently bad and it's like jerome paid me paid charity to make me watch electra now that is transcendently bad yes and i think and i think it's actually i think it's important actually to approach it from that perspective because i think that 
there are the fact that it's not transcendently bad is why I think it's so disappointing because if it was transcendently bad, then I wouldn't want them to have done anything differently. I would have wanted them not to do it at all, you know? But it's like, there's just so many things that they did wrong that, because clearly they still have the elements of how to make a good Wonder Woman movie, I think, um, mm -hmm. but it just didn't work. Um, and I watched it with my family. Uh, my dad, you know, didn't like it that much. He liked the first one. I don't know what my brother thought, but my mom said, and I quote, I like the message of the movie. So take that what you will. You know what? <laughs> what was the message of the movie? Uh, she said that she liked it was that don't be like, don't wish, want for too much, that you should, you know, be good with what you have. And mm -hmm. uh, it's not nice to cover, like, you know, to wish for too much. I feel there was that's a stronger. Like, that is a strong, that's a good message, I guess. It's but... a good message. I think they delivered it a lot stronger in Aladdin, uh, if we're going to be fair about it at that <laughs> yes. point. But um, past that, you know, I, I think, well, like, AC is actually a really good job point, like actually covering most of the mm -hmm, film for I us. Know. But it had a pretty decent start. I was pretty excited for a while. Even when we got to like the mall scene, I was, there was just an element to the film that felt a little, mm -hmm. just the kind of fun and lightheartedness that reminded me a little bit of the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Mm -hmm. Just like, yeah. there was this space there where it seemed like they'd actually present this superhero. And I think they actually attempted to do it throughout the film that wasn't like a lot of the other superheroes that we've gotten used to. Like there's no big, I mean, there is a big world problem, but it's not solved by like an even bigger destruction of it. It's done through appealing to emotion and it's done in a very, uh, it's done through, I guess you could say the spirit of what Wonder Woman is meant to represent in this movie. Uh, so I thought it was interesting. I wasn't, I thought the execution wasn't strong, but they definitely were trying a lot of things, which I want to give them credit for. And I kind of want to pass it back to Shiv just because we had such a strong, strong take on the opposite end. I think it's only fair to add some balance. So Shiv. I mean, so the funny thing is I really don't know what the message of the movie was. Um, <laughs> so I'd love to learn that from all of you, but um it, it did start off strong. Um, Patty Jenkins, to me, did such an amazing job with that first movie. Mm -hmm. um, but the things that I love about the first movie didn't quite move over to the second one. Um, I do love the backstory of where she's from, of how she grew up, and then her navigating humanity, because that's something that's, you know, new for her. But um, humanity was, like, achieved through a relationship with Chris Pine, I guess, um, in this movie, which is, mm -hmm. you know, Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman. She's a woman. She's uh, the female superhero that so many women want to um, be or look up to or at some point in their life. And, you know, Linda Carter did that for a lot of people as Wonder Woman, but um, I don't know. There's so many, I have so many issues with this movie, but at the same time, I find it enjoyable. It's all very conflicting to me. I feel um, like um, this movie actually would have fared much better in a theater, just like in terms of how big they try to make it at points. Like, I, agree. I feel part of the problem for me, and uh, this also is like quadruple or whatever multiplier I can add on top. I just saw a tenant last night. Oh, God. Like, don't watch Tenet on the Nolan TV. Issues. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, going Tenet's back to doing too much. That's a, it does that's a DTM all star. I'd be like, I think that's how I softened up coming into this podcast. I saw a tenant last night. And I was like, you know what, Wonder Woman? 
it was pretty modest. I'm not going to go me. into it, but I just want to say I'm on the record. I fucking love Tenet. I love Tenet? I loved it. I'm not, we're not talking we'll about it. We'll save it for another pod. We'll save it for the pose. I've so never, here for... I, say, I think it's also a thing to know. Everyone knows, anyone who knows my taste knows about me. I have never once had a problem with someone doing too much. So that's part of it. That, that <laughs> it does about me. A, that is a fair point. <laughs> that does, does, does track. Um, yeah, though, going back to the message of the film, that's actually such a good point. And I think that it, like, calls to attention the larger issue of uh i i read this online and I'm, i don't really know much mm -hmm. about the production maybe some people can fill it in here it's a lot of people treated this movie as something that was written by committee and it does have that feeling mm -hmm. that um at any given point like writing this movie felt like how i used to play superheroes in recess mm -hmm. where i would just be like and this happens and then someone would tell me but that doesn't make sense that happens like okay then this happens that undoes that but then we just keep on building this like avalanche that keeps on like rolling down the hill and it builds on things that you just stop explaining at a point and um yeah even starting with the first scene uh where she has this big lesson it seems like that's going to be the moment that's going to teach her something or we're going to call back to it later and i don't think we ever really do there's something about shortcuts no. And at yeah. no point there's a shortcut, or is we never like, like go back to it. If it was no. like, if it was Max Lord who it was like, supposed to be Max Lord, right? Um, and that's the problem is that they so Chris Pine being there, whatever. Sure, I love Pedro Pascal, but I don't feel like Max Lord necessarily had to be there. The problem is we've got two villains, and I'm mm -hmm. tired of like them doing this like marvel does this too yeah. but like we could just have one person it's fine mm -hmm. and it's we can have a female versus female mm -hmm. type of situation and just would make it that and, like it would have been dope as hell and then also if diana would have actually been able to build a friendship with barbara and then we would have saw mm -hmm. that fracture midway maybe then mm -hmm. max they Lord had a lunch. The they were clearly yes. best friends at that point <laughs> <laughs> the lunch or whatever that scene i really loved it uh because it was given one big gay energy because i was like are they gonna kiss because it was yeah. definitely giving that um <laughs> at mm -hmm. one point but whatever build their friendship maybe have max lord if you want to have him in there is mm -hmm. the reason why they and their friendship ends up fracturing midway through or Chris Pine materializes mm -hmm. out of fucking nowhere and that's why mm -hmm. they their friendship <laughs> fractures, but like build on that. So that yeah. I can actually care that, um, you know, Barbara is upset with Wonder Woman and wants to be like her and all these other things. Mm -hmm. Like you just met this woman. Like, mm -hmm. what do you mean you want to be her? You don't even know her. Like, what are we exactly. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then how, how? <laughs> How does she go? I, like, I know how she becomes Cheetah, but mm -hmm. like, how does she become Cheetah? Yeah. Like, how? Yeah, like, girl, what? <laughs> like, I didn't even know that was your favorite animal. Like, what are we doing yeah. right now? And the fact That's that. It's not even Apex. She, no. No, it's not. <laughs> not at all. Because I'm like, are you going to be a velociraptor? Like, what's going to happen? She for sure just went like, she turned into Joan Jet at some point. Like, they made her like, a bad <laughs> right. bitch with like, like a leather jacket. Just I mean, I, a bad bitch. Like, okay. I thought it was cheesy and ham fisted in the 1992 Batman when she just then Michelle Pfeiffer decided to become Catwoman simply because cats came to her when she was laying on the floor. But now that seems like unbelievable storytelling. <laughs> yeah. Seems like, it, 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 is, it would be so simple too. Like, I just think that there are I, there's so many the specific i think i personally think that the problems with the movie 
may mostly stem from Kristen Wiig's character and the way that Wonder Woman relates to Chris Pine's mm-hmm. character. Um, and personally, I, as someone who loves Hammy performances, I love Pedro Pascal's performance in this movie. I thought he was, mm-hmm. he, he had, he, I amazing. Think, he had the energy of what this movie, I think, what Drum's talking about, the Superman, old Superman movie, he yeah. had that to a T. And ironically, sure. his character, I think, has the most satisfying arc of anyone in the movie. The problem is that Wonder Woman doesn't have that arc. That Wonder Woman really doesn't have an arc at all. She starts with kind of just being okay and being a little bit sad that Chris Pine is dead. And then he comes back and then she learns to be st- sad again about him being dead. It's kind of, I, I think, I, I think that- I was very upset how quickly she accepted that that was Chris Pine. Yes, I agree too. Yeah. Like, just so like, she did, like, plus like the really bad CGI of like the guy still looks like the guy, but she doesn't care. She sees Chris Pine only. No, like, oh, what? <laughs> and then also, you don't miss your mama at all. Like, no. you. Yeah, right, exactly. like you don't want to go back. You don't want to go back home. Like that is your wish for this man I mean, to come back. Yeah. And I get it; it's fine, but it's just. I think that that tells us one thing, and I I don't want to be crass because it's not just the main three, but we I think it tells crass, us something about Chris Pine's character. Your, your I think it tells us that oh, he's definitely absolutely. he's lying. He's you know he's oh for sure <laughs> because for you to be like I'll sleep with this man who I don't whose body I don't yeah. because that is a whole nother weird thing mm-hmm. that oh, they right. did not need to do because and if, also what's that also what's that guy whose body he takes what's his next three days like <laughs> he's in pain he's passed out in that alley still he is because <laughs> like and I was thinking about that like is he even that physically fit can you imagine like he probably couldn't walk for like two days because his legs were just that, gone that... <laughs> I mean that that is like one <laughs> example of the many things that happen in the film where like they just never fully explain mm. how any of this works. Yeah, like they don't explain how Chris Pine works. They don't explain exactly how the witch situation works. How uh, Wonder Woman um, loses her powers, like that whole like she's kind of has her powers but kind of yeah. doesn't because it's cheated it's a taking her powers via the witch. I'm like, yeah. Quick question is. So I know Superman is affected by magic. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman isn't affected by magic, is she? Not to my no, knowledge. No, right? Okay, because then she's a demigod, right? Right. But isn't so the rock? Isn't right. the rock from a god though? I don't gods. I'm not, I'm just saying for arguments. Oh yeah, I think so, she's, Jake. She's, yeah. Yeah. She's a demigod. I, I guess the thing is, the thing that frustrated me is not so much that. I think that it is kind of there why she's losing her powers. It's just unclear the rules to it because, like, the general idea is yeah. if you yes. make a wish, something gets taken from you. But like the specifics of it. And I think that also hurts Barbara as a character. Cause like, if they want to make it that the reason she, Barbara is good and is the best thing about her is that she's a decent person and she's like kind. And then the, when she becomes strong and cool, it, she, her, she loses her kindness, fine. But like, you can't just, that, I should know what, that, that that's what's happening. I shouldn't but have to guess that that's what's happening. That's also not a thing no. that like, at least the way they describe throughout the whole film, like should be like what's most valuable to her. Like yeah. who's deciding this at this point? Yeah. Like, it actually, yeah. believe it or not, it, even though it, it's even though Maxwell being the stone doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, it does kind of, but his wishes Classic make sense because at least because at least he says what he's taking, so you know, like okay, this was being taken. But when it's just the stone, we're not with Wonder Woman and Barbara. It's it's not really clear what's being taken, which I think is what really adds to a lot of confusion. And also, may I add, why did Barbara? Why did it feel like Barbara got like three wishes? Like what, yeah, what happened? Right. There? That was confusing. Because like, wouldn't she lose the whole? Cheeto it makes perfect sense, then? everyone. Uh, Max Lord explained it. He felt good that day. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So, <laughs> so that, his, that clears it just all Every up time Pedro Pascal gives a wish and he like is just fully doing an 80s executive after doing a bump of coke, it's really just like <laughs> unbelievable stuff. Did it's he just do great. Like, Wolf of Wall Street at one point? Or yeah, like, it's, it's, it's really good. It turned into that. Except there was, like, just one kid. Just, like, one kid who apparently is related to Pedro Pascal, which I haven't exactly figured out how that works either. I, I, you know, it's... <laughs> so apparently he was supposed to be, um... I don't know. Somebody explained it, and I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> so I don't even which remember is, what it was. That reaction is actually a lot of how I kind of, like, navigated through this film, where, some yeah. like, I didn't quite understand what was going on, and then someone through long exposition explain what was going on. I was like, all right, we'll keep yeah, going. Um, okay, well, it's clear that a lot of people have issues with the film. What did we like about it? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll actually go. I'll all right, go. AC, I'll... let's go, AC. All right, so I liked, I liked the fact that when uh, Wonder Woman was actually Wonder Woman in the movie, which, you know, would have been nice to see the movie title Wonder Woman, she'd be Wonder Woman. Um, when she was Wonder Woman, obviously initially that that first uh, scene was very nice. I enjoyed that. Um, the action scenes, like the the cheetah thing, was cool if it went longer than two minutes. Like I wish that there Were was. Were you a more fan of the underwater movie. electrocution move? I mean, you know, like listen, Wonder Woman. <laughs> listen, Wonder Woman is a G when we really think about it. Like who the character is, they could they had a chance to lean into that a little Wait, bit more here. That apex. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I know that we're supposed to be talking about what no, we no. like. No, 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 go ahead. You just brought up something that bugged the hell out of me. <laughs> this armor, right? Mm -hmm. We got this long expedition. Um, expedition. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, this, yeah. I can't even talk. This long explanation like how, yeah. about how it works and the fact that this warrior, um, you know, wore to fend off all these men so that all the Amazons mm -hmm. could escape. Why? Was she? Why was it getting knocked off like Sonic rings? Like why we was that over, happening? <laughs> I think yeah. we were overselling the power of technology in and then she just back took it in off. the day. That must be what. Like, that's just the only thing I could say. Apex. Why is like, anyone like understanding one. Apex here? I mean, <laughs> is it metal? Though? Though? I, um, I thought it was gold, child. I'm like, are you gonna? Well, if it's it gold, then that's a problem because gold is a very soft metal. Right. That's why I thought I used to see that in Ghostface Killer's wrist. This was very confusing. Which I was gonna say, if it's metal and then water, wouldn't that also absorb electricity? So she in two would also be electrocuted. No, 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 entirely. Come on. And also, aren't cats afraid of water? Also, I'm just saying. I mean, also Thor gets electrocuted, so I guess like nothing really works with gods and what their powers are. I'm sorry, um, and one more thing. I just have to. Please continue. The continue. Acme, the Acme rocket scene. Mm -hmm. When it when it just turned to Tiny Toons. Mm -hmm. I, it, you know what? Maybe if we were in a the theater, it would have been cooler. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but to have her lasso the little rocket, and then use that to prepare her for, forward to save these children who probably are dead on impact because they definitely look like they were. Mm -hmm. Um, I just. What were we doing? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They went to Egypt at one point. For what okay, reason? Can we oil? just address the Egypt part? Please, mm -hmm. Let's go to Egypt. Sure. Well, let's, go to e mm -hmm. let's go to okay. Egypt out of nowhere, just so, like the movie. <laughs> I, I feel like as the human rights activist of the chat, I have to be, I have to bring up how Gal Gadot was saving brown kids. In I didn't want to say it. <laughs> It was Which important. To, it it is really important brings to you out of the movie. It really pulls you mm -hmm. out for a second because yeah. you just can't yeah. not 
it, it is always great when a like geopolitically shattering event in a uh, far in a Middle Eastern or North African country is treated as like this f plot of a movie. Um, yeah. It's like, oh yes, this the entire like all of Egypt is completely or whatever uh, whatever. I asked, did they even say what country that wall goes up in? Wasn't in Egypt. Um, it, it was, it was like an old civilization. He was yeah. Like, so I, I think yeah. So they don't say exactly what whatever country that takes place in. Of course, they don't specify uh, that. The whole place is shattered forever. Probably going to have wars until today. But no, no, no. It's not as important as like the minutia that's going on. With, and I understand that that's how movies work. But it is kind of. It really just highlights like how they kind of just treat things that happen in the, that part of the world as like nothing more than just a motivating thing for the characters in this part of the world. Um, and yeah, also the Gal Gadot of it all does not help at all. No, not, not no. Really. It did remind me no in one the moment that though that, uh, so, oh, this movie something... doesn't just star her. It probably is a little bit co-written by her at this point when we have that scene. I mean, some exec was like, yes, this is going to cure the social injustice that we brought about with the... Um, with the what is it? The what was the song they imagine? Oh, imagine. I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah. that's how we should have knew. That's how we should have knew this movie was gonna. That's probably when they inserted that this scene after. The problem though is that Gal Gadot was was already that corny and problematic in 2017. Mm -hmm. I think that I think what the problem is that like I remember I said before I was quoting someone else, uh, another podcaster, Griffin Newman from the Blank Jack Podcast, who said that Gal Gadot never tells a lie on screen. This is before this movie. And I think that that's still true. I think the problem is when you ask her to say like ridiculous stuff, she sells it so much where it's like, this is so stupid. Like she has no irony whatsoever. So like so this movie, I think needed something. Like, I don't think that every superhero movie needs a little detachment, but the, the fact that the lead character was giving none of that was in like fully stone-faced serious the entire time was like this movie can can't handle that like the first one was in world war one so i think it was fine right. but like yeah. this it's like this is kind of silly yeah. a little bit i don't want her to be dour the whole time well it was on too that earnest it was too <laughs> yes. earnest yeah uh, and i uh, i hate it for him uh on that note jake what else did you like about the movie <laughs> okay so i said it before but i do just want to talk for another minute about pedro pascal because i think the pedro yeah. pascal is i someone tweeted that pedro pascal spent two seasons in a show where you could never see his face and he talks in monotone and he decided that he was going to get all the acting that he missed out in one movie <laughs> um that's a great and, way to put it and i think that like i think that the idea of a storyline of a person becoming like a person who can grant everyone's wish is i think very fascinating to me um i think it is way too, i think it's too much to have in a movie with another villain because i think that i think that it's it's one of those arcs were like i think that the the entire movie needs to be about that arc both the hero mm -hmm. part and the villain part because like the whole like because the whole idea of like of person being able to do that would obviously be a earth shattering event um i think that that was really good um i i think that kristen wig when she was first barbara and the first few scenes when she was cool i think was like acted well i think that she's really talented and um i was excited to see her in a movie like this but very quickly they stopped giving her realistic things to do. Um, but when she was like, even though it was obviously over the top when she was klutzy and not cool, um, I do think that uh, that was fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that like the, the wish stuff that was the stuff that I thought was cool when they, um, when they showed it off, especially the bit with the president that gave me very uh, Jessica Jones Kilgrave vibes. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I think that like, I wish that there was a more illustration of that. Like I like the bits where it was like, uh, don't you wish that you had more help and people kept showing up like that? I wish they did more visual stuff with that. Cause I think that when they did that, it was fun. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the type of stuff that you'd like to see supervillains do. You'd like to see supervillains do crazy shit that you never thought of before. Um, Which like that, that part of his character in the movie, that's the closest that he is to his character in the comics. Cause in the comics, his, he's not this wish giving supervillain, right? He's more of a, he no, manipulates he people psychologically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would think of him as Kilgrave, but without the, I guess, powers or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Steph, are you able to muster anything that you did enjoy about this? Hey, Daryl, Pascal. I enjoyed yeah, him. He was fair. the best part of this movie. Um, I kind of didn't like the stuff between Diana and Steve because I was just like, whatever. She's been pining over, you know, this. Pine. This pine, yes. Pine, this pine. <laughs> this over pine. The pine. Yeah. This um this peen has that has been gone for decades <laughs> or whatever. Sure, whatever, girl. I'll let you have it. Um, but Pedro was the best part. Um, and it's just unfortunate because pick one or the other. Because I really do feel like if they would have given Kristen Wiig something to really actually mm-hmm. do, like mm-hmm. really lean into being this character, then it would have she would have been great. If I if love they comedians full, when they do villainous roles. If they went full single white female with her, where it was not just like That's, a gif- it wasn't just yes. a general, I want to be like her. Yeah. Um, it, it was like an actual, like, over time where you saw, and that's where, like, the psychosis the came obsession. from. Right. And that, I think, yep. would be more interesting. Where I think they kind of they went halfway, like, I want to be like her, but then the reason why she goes crazy isn't that. And it just kind of, it, yeah, it was, it, it was unsatisfying on both ends. Yeah, and even though she didn't get, like, a large role, she's probably my favorite. Well, her and her wig. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> the evolution of the wig in the right. movie is amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but she that was like one of my favorite parts is like Kristen Wiig stole the scene every time she was on camera. She was the nerd that you felt sad for because she wasn't being loved. She was um, you know, she you can see her feeling confidence. You're like, yes, girl, get it. Like you're gonna do it. Even when she shows off her pelvic bone in the fucking gym, you're like, yes, look at you. That was a fun um, scene. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Right. But when she, she becomes like a weird cat lady that doesn't really look like a cat, but also doesn't really look like a lady, um, you Shout still kind of believe her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she definitely committed, which I appreciate. Um, that's that's the thing I think you find a lot of times when comedians do roles in like comic book movies, especially, it's like, Kristen Wiig has had to do so much stupid shit and sketch comedy that like, no matter how dumb she thought, even if she thought that she does CGI look dumb, it's like, whatever, like, you know, I gotta give it all. Um, no, no, I fully agree. I think like on the performance and our two villains uh, actually did like do the most with what they got in terms of time and just like their characters. So they were really fun that way. Um, and I appreciate everyone's positive thinking through this, which is really oh, by the way, Jerome, yeah, I'd be I'd be remiss to not mention the fact that we got to see the invisible jet. That was great oh, until yes. we realized it was How just exciting. to fly through fireworks. Right. Come um, on, man. It was a yeah, like I I think I, I was really happy that it happened, but then I also kind of very similarly, like it felt like it was just thrown in because. Like, yes. they're like, how do we ever get through this? And they're like, oh, there's this one thing I tried. And, <laughs> and then that was it. And they just like went straight into it. Um, but no, it was a cool moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Shiv, it sounded like you had more to say about the invisible jet. 
I mean, the Invisible Jet is iconic, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's yeah, that's the mm-hmm. thing that you saw oh, in yeah. the cartoon. She like jumps in the Invisible Jet. Um, but I to agree with you, Jerome. Like it really was just thrown in. She's like, I I want to try this thing my daddy did. It was um, like an Easter like... egg. It was weird. And then later <laughs> on, she decided she doesn't need an Invisible Jet because she's just gonna web sling off of clouds. What the? Okay, we gotta <laughs> talk about that. Um, <laughs> the running? Did you see the running? <laughs> First off, this is when I did not like that Chris Pine was in the movie because I'm like, wow, you are teaching Diana how to be Wonder Woman yet again. Mm -hmm. Um, I had no idea that you had the keys, um, but you do. Mm -hmm. She web slings herself. How long is the first off? How long is that rope? Don't know. It's okay. I'm all right with not knowing how long it is. I feel like it's however you want it, however you need it, it's going to be that. Mm. But then she lasts. How far does truth go? Actually, do is you think the that is the premise, though, of the lasso? Yeah. Like it, it literally it will be as long as she needs it by the power of the truth or whatever. <laughs> but not bring down a plane. Um, Like when she grabbed onto that plane, and I, this is just me just thinking, I'm like, it'd be really fucked up. She would have pulled the back of that tail off of that plane. The and physics then... <laughs> doesn't seem to make sense at that no. point. Yeah. yeah. It and it also but is super unclear how far she's fun. going, man. I don't. Where does she go to? But the fact that she went to her apartment, which is actually wild. Like she had the longest like travel scene of what amounted to probably two subway stops. I swear to God, when 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 they cut to her apartment, I'm like, wait, is that how far she went? Because I was, I swear to God, I was thinking that she was going to end up in Egypt again. Like I'm like, oh, clearly she's going so far, or she was going to like wherever Max. Oh wait, Max was in Egypt. Where did Max end up? Unclear. Oh no, he was in DC. He was at the like the the that's right. But no, 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 he was at the 700 Club. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> um, no, no, it's uh, it was a very weird moment. Um, but it's something that they definitely do. It's like that trope in the superhero sequel where the superhero loses their power more often because of some choice, in this case, for some dick, and uh, then mm-hmm. they get it back, and you get this big triumphant moment. But usually, the triumphant moment is they get their powers back. We don't see like ambiguous new powers of like flying through clouds mm-hmm. and lasso truth can latch onto everything which... well like the the memory of him helped her fly right no. right no it's because he no 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 it's because he told Closure. her no 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 it wasn't even that it's because he told her like it's just built air you know figure it out hot and cold or whatever the oh, fuck. that's and I'm right like, that's that and she's like repeating these things or he's repeating it over in a voiceover and i almost lost my shit because huh because there is a difference between like like if i take pilot lessons Mm -hmm. and someone explains to me how to fly i can't then run really fast down my street Mm -hmm. and apply the same logic like granted i'm not a superhero and i don't have a super rope but Mm -hmm. different things and and i think the thing that that these type of scenes the question that they raise which i was thinking a lot about is what on earth has she been doing the last 65 years if she hasn't figured out anything new, um, like she She's hasn't not thinking about Chris, I mean, yeah, thinking and, about and also, and I think that in Steph, I want to hear your take on this, like, because I really don't know, has she had sex with anyone else since then? No, I get yeah, it, wouldn't think so, which is bizarre. 65 years, yeah, and it just didn't make any it doesn't make any sense, it mm-hmm. just doesn't. Um, about to dap. it's upsetting to be quite, <laughs> um, because like you've been on this island with these women for your entire life you get a little piece of a little something 
And then you're just holding on that for 65 years. Like, I just really find that hard to believe for Amazon. Just like, I, I, and she wouldn't even, the fact that she never wants to have the thought of maybe that's just the only one. What if every other guy is like that? Like, she never had that. What if it's better? She she didn't even think about that. That's the sequel I like to see for part three, where she just discovers, oh, like some other men are also good. What is this like to all the boys who have ever loved? Like, do you need to have the next one? No, I would. Loki would would not be mad at that. But yes, it would make her Wonder Woman in the next movie. Um, that's I feel that's fair to ask, but like, um, for their ending though, that was so they built up their relationship so much to just be left in an alleyway, like, or like and like i don't know like you wanted it to be like they didn't even like a deep kiss goodbye like i don't know i was hoping for like some more romantic moment <laughs> yeah if you're gonna devote that much time Ali too i'm sorry he passed <laughs> out he did you see it like he was fainting <laughs> yeah yeah i'm really concerned for that man i'm sorry he's been on my mind yeah and he's and he's, he's probably on some type of watch list too that he randomly showed up in egypt <laughs> like he That's flew right, a jet to egypt he stole that, there's, there's, but he, he shows up at the end of the movie yeah, exactly. I know. But think about it. He stole a plane and flew to Egypt while there was like terrorist activities going on and like the world was in a crisis. And this guy just wakes up and the FBI is knocking on did his door. Ever, <laughs> did we ever learn his real name though too? Like, did they ever like look in his apartment? Like, No, like- but it's Steve. I'm just going to guess. Oh, that's, that's, that's his name. Steve Trevor. What's another Brandon Booth's name? He looked like a Steve, but that's a problem because Chris Pine's character's name is Steve. But whatever. <laughs> He's probably a Greg. Oh, yeah, definitely point. Greg. Big Greg energy. Oh, yeah, no, big Greg energy. That's actually a really good point. Um, yeah, uh, Greg shows up at the end, and that actually brings a question to mind uh, in all this stuff and just questioning how this works. They renounce the wishes, but there's no consequence to what happened over that whole time. Like, everything is fine. Like, what do we talk about? Is this, like, anything like the blip where at least some people live with it <laughs> like in one way or another um ac you, you seem to want to chime in yeah so the consequences thing is interesting because i was like wait a minute so pedro pascal's character maxwell lord did all this stuff and cheetah did all this stuff and they just get to hang out like everything's all all uh biscuits and, and cream you know what i'm saying like every like they just got off scot-free and like the movie ends and it's like yo consequences but then to your point with the the wishes and consequences, um, did you see that little part where the, the guy wished his wife uh, to be dead and she was and they were trying to resuscitate her or whatever? Yep. And it, I, I didn't even know. It didn't even look like they resuscitated her as of yet. It looked like mm-hmm. she was still on the ground. So I don't even know what happened there. But um, she probably came back. But yeah, man, this. Uh, undo- I mean, I did. Re- I did really like the visual, though, of I wish they deported all you Irish guys back. <laughs> <laughs> you see a bunch of guys get arrested. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> it's, it's, that it's just seemed to go against human rights, though, which you would assume that every single superhero movie. I don't know. I just was like, well, no, no, I'm I not. Mean, no, I mean, I, it's not no, portrayed no, as a entirely. good thing. It's not portrayed as a good thing. I don't think. I think the point being that, like, you know, people's off the cuff wishes are not good. I think it's the kind of the thing that, like, what you might say in the moment is not. Because uh, I think if everyone had their immediate wishes fulfilled, I think human rights probably would be violated, which is the problem. That's yeah. true. Very and true. I think if you 
need a representation of how lost they might have gotten in their own plot about this wish thing it's literally what happens in the movie it just goes to shit and then they're like i need to undo this and then someone just... dies because someone's like i wish you would drop dead and like yeah. this lady starts having a heart attack so like she's gone when she comes back though like does she know she died when Constantine See? shows up and like a whole new right, right. That's <laughs> that. You want to talk about Constantine? That's one of my favorite movies. Love the movie. I oh, love Constantine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we can. We should reunite on better crossovers. Terms. Are great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's physical damage. The physical damage still yeah. exists still. Yeah. So we see that much at least. We see right. that the entire city yeah. has gone mad and it, it, um, the tweet that uh dave Schilling, friend of the show he was on once i don't know if you can still call him friend of the show but he's on once so he's a friend of the show uh yes. he tweeted that and i think this is actually true wouldn't a world where there was a crisis in 1984 where everyone's wishes got fulfilled and then magically taken away they would not have been that freaked out by superman when superman showed up like it's the <laughs> oh, world yeah. is already like we already know magic exists it, it's just kind of that's uh, that's kind of the problem of setting any superhero movie in the that, past yeah that's that a really good can't point, make Jake. things too big that like that messes up the other superhero movies um to your point jake uh one thousand percent true also that was my big problem with the whole steve trevor of it all he was amazed by an escalator when his girlfriend is a fucking god mm-hmm. <laughs> he killed well not killed but like he fought aries why 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 is this did he lose his memory the floor moves i just <laughs> i mean i think that that goes to a bigger problem i have with people in time who time travel in movies generally because i don't know about you if i if i time traveled the moment i realized i time traveled i'm gonna pretend like i'm not gonna show it down my face at all whenever someone time travel time travels like oh my god That's what's this fine. it's like the last thing in the world you'd ever want anyone to know is that you time traveled you're like yep this is fine this is normal this is absolutely what i thought it would be nothing wrong yeah, with that. that's completely fine to do that but like you, in this case, you're time traveling when you came from a time where again, your girlfriend was a god, you fought yeah. against other gods, like you've mm-hmm. done everything imaginable. Like this is light work. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He didn't even time travel though. He came back from straight up that's true. whatever yeah. afterlife. Mm-hmm. So that's even more like- Super excited. But- yeah, that's <laughs> yeah they, they punted, a bit of body. They punted on heaven as an idea too. They're just like, I was somewhere warm. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But I, I, I talk it up to like overstimulation because he like he was amazed by a mohawk when it walked by him. So um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like just imagining him wherever he was as a spirit, and then boom, he's in this guy's body. I'm just like, this doesn't bother you at all. <laughs> what? Like, come on, man! Like, what are we doing? That, that I'm not be- trying to be nitpicky at all, but they leave you no choice but to focus on these things because mm-hmm. the storytelling just wasn't solid. Yeah. Like trim that movie by take take forty minutes off. Give mm-hmm. us a tighter script mm-hmm. and all the little loopholes. Maybe I'm not paying attention to them, but like I have no choice but to because mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all clearly said, "Well, yeah. we got our Steph, money." You actually, are uh, bringing up the next and final topic I want to get to here, and obviously we have a number of issues and logical uh, problems with the film, and I'm going to give everyone one fix. You get one fix in the same spirit of one wish. You can't change mm-hmm. a bunch of things, but you can change one thing. Ooh, I like I like this. I, this is really good. And since you like it so much, Jake, we're going to let you okay. read it off. Okay. So my one fix is that I would make it much clearer 
what is happening to Barbara that is making her become a bad person that I would make it. And I would like emphasize the jealousy stuff. And I would basically make it like very, even if it might seem overdone in the script, make it very clear that because she is envious that her, that the, her desire to be uh, Diana, what the, she was traded away is like her empathy or her like ability to care for like show her like I think we kind of see it with her like her feeding the like giving the homeless guy food or whatever but like mm-hmm. maybe make it that like she's a great person because she's empathetic and she cares about other people and Urga when she wants to be like someone else she loses the essential thing about her and then she's like slowly becomes a sociopath like just make it much clearer what's happening there so it doesn't feel like zero to a hundred so like we can see that like because it's this it's classic storytelling of someone like how many movies have like a nerd want to be cool they get like a cool jacket and then they start treating their old friends like shit and then they learn like oh you in being mm-hmm. cool requires you to be a bad person kind of is the general lesson and that the fact they didn't even do that effort when like every team movie ever did it is like that's what i want to see i want to see it be very clear what is happening to her what even psychologically you don't want cool. gal gadot explains her after one lunch together and apparently knows her so well that that's like her entire being yes exactly because that that would i would actually enjoyed that moment if like gal did it and then kristen wig just went back to her like bitch you don't know me how do you know that about me but um okay jake i like that i like that fix uh steph you're you're running overtime which we appreciate over here you know it's all right because anyway <laughs> all right so what's your one thing you get one thing and guess what this is a bonus you don't have to give up anything for it so you just get the one thing um cheetah or um max lord i think that's right just lean just pick one. pick one and go all right pick one and go pick one and go which one would you pick cheetah just because i want okay. uh just like two female leads um duking it out and you know being she also a, seems to have a cat at least fight please. give us a freaking cat <laughs> fight damn it i just give it to me right and i think at least the way they've framed it out it seems like the easier fix because they're just like like with Max, we just thought there's so much ambiguous uh, stuff around it in terms of explaining it. So I would lean toward the cheetah as well. Shiv? Ooh, for me, it'd be like more Themyscira, more badass like Amazon okay. women. Yep. More Because like we get that scene in the beginning and it leads to nowhere and we never see that again. And <clears throat> we only see the aspect of like her struggling with missing chris pine but missing their mascara would be like a huge plot that'd be cool yeah though i think um the way this movie works in the way like thor doesn't is with thor i don't tend to care about asgard that much personally uh and maybe they just didn't make me but like with wonder woman i definitely care a lot about their mascara and Mm -hmm. would like to see more of that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right ac you get one i will cut you off if you go further (laughs) (laughs) all right all right all right i got you i got you bro i got you bro listen it comes down to this wonder woman's a badass character let her show that let her fight more fight scenes wonder woman kicking ass that's what it should that's what it should be the entire time she already beats aries and it feels like this was a step down from Mm. what the last movie was in that sense from a fighting standpoint from a physical standpoint so i know they try to do the whole thing with oh you know she's a little weak because of the power drain or whatever but um you make this you make this about that, especially when the story is not that good. You make mm-hmm. it a, a much more entertaining movie. And then you could kind of stomach mm-hmm. 25 to 30 extra yeah. minutes of a two and a half hour movie with where Wonder Woman's not Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. except for like 15 minutes. 
if we really think about it. Yeah. And, so the, that's and most the of the fighting stuff, especially the stuff in the White House was like good. Like Patty Jenkins is a good director of action. So it's not like, yeah. it's yeah. not like, it's not like a movie where there's not that much fighting because it's, the fighting's not good. The action is really good. And it was it's like, just right, really right, right. Fun for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point. Like that's the, ca- the character is a physical character. So mm-hmm. you should be leaning into that and which and show and showing those capabilities like they showed in all of the other movies that she's appeared in so far it just felt mm-hmm. like such a digression and to strictly go to this very lovesick uh person who this character is not so mm-hmm. like to do that well you know whatever mm-hmm. all right i'm gonna give this uh final question just to jake only uh just because i'm curious <laughs> about his creativity around it how do they bring back chris pine for the third <laughs> Okay. Well, I just want to say, I actually was going to joke that the that the problems with One Woman nineteen eighty four started the moment that Chris Pine signed a two picture deal. Um, but uh, I think the way they bring him back is they well first, first want to say they don't like they shouldn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, they absolutely shouldn't. That we, that. But I think, anyone who's listening, let's make sure mm-hmm. Jake is not yeah, pro. Chris Pine yeah, comes back. Yeah. Right. I think that the way that they should do it is that. Um, they should expand on whatever the place that Chris Pine is saying that he is after he dies. And somehow the villains or someone, some capability opens up like a window to there or whatever. And she's able to talk to him. And he finally, he uses his time to finally basically talk her out of being so lovesick about him and basically being like, no, there are other efficiency. Like, don't stop holding on to me. You're hurting yourself. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and kind of yeah, undoes I, that. I fool with that. Okay. Yeah. I have a great I don't think they should you. do that, but I think that if they were to have him, the because me- the thing is, I think they kind of alluded towards it, but the mm-hmm. message really should be like the message that she had kind of was like, I need to accept that he's gone and like that I'll be okay. Whereas the message really should have been like, it's okay to love again, which is not what the message was, but like, girl, like you really need to love again. Like, not right. that not that everyone needs to love, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, um, I think that I wish I, that I he used like to idea. Um, so you basically just don't want him to come back to the physical world, but exist and figure out his thing on the side. Yeah, like I, yes. Whatever I, metaphysical situation. That exactly. And like, okay. even if it was like, if he was going to come back, I actually wouldn't have a problem if like, it was like uncredited. He came back like, like a third act thing. Like he moved she, a can. Yeah. Or like, yeah, no, that like he, you know, like talked to her like in one scene or something like that. Sure. Like that um, Could I like, interest you in 1990s uh, movie Ghost? I, I mean, it was that we should just they should just have like Zatanna jump in or like like I said like Constantine jumps in and like yeah bring I like back that ghost yeah that would be good oh, that man. would kind of if be they bring in Constantine that would kind man, of be don't fun. even yeah. I would like well, a I Constantine mean... like Steve Trevor like conversation just aside where you just like I rethought it and I do want to go back and Constantine's just like no she's finally moving on she's gotten Tinder that's a thing now where. <laughs> Um, or the, when he starts explaining like her relationships with Superman and Batman, and, mm-hmm. and then God tells Constantine <laughs> that he can't smoke in there. But anyway, what are you gonna say? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Jerome, I, I I forget there was something that I thought of immediately after I watched this movie, mm-hmm. and I didn't get a chance to say it. So let me say this here, and this particularly goes out to media members who tweeted about this movie immediately after they saw it with like really, really gushing praise. Now, I also understand that most of these media members got to speak to the cast and got to speak to Patty Jenkins. So, you know, there's the um, criticism is not going to be like crazy. It's going to be tepid for the most part. But then these same people who are like, oh, my gosh, this movie, the performances, mm-hmm. so awesome, so awesome. 
like as soon as the movie came out, not even a day later, these same people are listing all of the problems with the movie that mm. they did not list prior. Yeah. So like oh. this goes along the lines with media and trading um, access for like real journalism and being you know mm-hmm. honest about what you saw mm-hmm. so it, it, it it's oh. kind of like it sends such a terrible message to the people who are expecting something in this movie go ahead Steph no I was gonna say just a little tea but um for one of like round table interview things they had with Patty I think Gal um and maybe Chris Pine was there and Kristen Wiig but like the, um, and I think it was a Zoom call, like they sent PR packages ahead of time to those reviewers. And it was very more so, hey, you're hanging out with us instead of you're actually interviewing us. And they didn't Mm -hmm. give access to Mm -hmm. the folks that ended up not liking the film or at least had valid criticisms until what, a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I feel, and I feel Mm -hmm. like that was, and I've seen that done before. Like they're not the first Mm -hmm. like movie to ever do that, but, I don't know, like, it's just very telling sometimes. And it's just unfortunate because just make something good and then you yeah. don't have to worry yeah. about Yeah, I mean, things. like, I guess, like, maybe a media member suggestion is you can take the Liz Lemon 30 Rock uh, idea of just saying things, like, that you can know you can for sure be honest about without having to criticize. Like, if you were to invite me to Zoom call, I would tell you, wow, this movie has a lot of villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is also like, and I think that like, I think that the, I think the biggest, not the biggest problem, but the problem I think that goes hand in hand with that AC is that like, there's also such a rush of people to give their takes on things the moment they see it these days. Whereas like, whereas, and I, and I think that I can see, well, I think that there obviously is a lot of, you know, saying nice things because you want access. I think there is also a phenomenon of where someone sees a movie, they're excited by it and they say like, oh, I really enjoyed that. And then like they kind of see the tide changing on Twitter and they don't want to be left out. So like, you know, I guess I didn't like this, but let's just say like, if you, cause I, I have no problem yeah. with someone like that. Like one of my uh, critic, I like generally uh, David Sims of the Atlantic. He's, he said he liked this movie and he stuck up for it. He's like, yeah, I, I genuinely like this movie. I see the problems of it, but I had a good time, yada, yada, yada. And I There's respect that a lot more that. than someone who said that they had a good time with it. And now is joining the Twitter wave of saying bad things about it. Right. It's like, there are, plenty of movies, there are plenty of movies that I like that are poorly reviewed or that like, and obviously that's a cheesy because there, there are a lot of movies that are poorly reviewed that not people like a lot but there are movies that i like a lot that most people don't like and i you say what you say it you know it's it's and i think that there's just this i, I think that there's just kind of culture of trying to pile on on twitter i also think it's because we're all scooped up in our house and like and Part and yeah, and yeah. it's just well, kind of this whole thing but yeah well jake to your point there is that because i think a lot of folks see other people get um, bigger platforms by being like super negative about this one thing or whatever. And it's just like, okay, well, let me do the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. like, well, no, if you like the movie, just just like the movie. Mm-hmm. Your, your platform or whatever will grow through mm-hmm. you just being authentic. But that is a whole nother podcast. But yeah. it definitely yes. is that. <laughs> and it's just irritating because say what you like with your mm-hmm. chest or say what you don't like with your chest. And also it's very possible to like something but still be extremely critical of mm-hmm. it i mean yeah. right i say this as a fan of the alien franchise <laughs> i love prometheus and covenant and i know a lot of people don't but i like what it adds to the lore and i mean you mm-hmm. know 
I'm actually, That's by the way, I'm actually watching this right now. I watched Alien 3 for the first time last night. Honestly, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I was, I was thinking it wasn't going to be good because David Fincher, like, hates it and yada, yada, yada. But I'm like, this is actually yeah, pretty no. good. <laughs> it's good. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, and I, and I think that that's true. And I, like, I mean, I just talked about it. Like, I, not to, I'm not saying this to give myself as like a good example of it, but like the Jerome said that he, and Jerome and Anthony was like, yeah, Tenet's bad. And I'm like, nope, fucking love Tenet. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's like just to be, <laughs> yeah, no. and, and, and I think, this, like things. And I think at it the is. same yeah. time, I think it's also, I think the bigger thing that I see is the, we just really don't have a language to talk about movies that are uh, not the best thing ever and not the worst thing ever. But I think that's the way we just talk about everything. We don't have language to talk about things that are not. Because like, once again, the, the moment I knew that Dissol was fucked was when someone said that Venom was as bad as Catwoman. And it's like, no, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. No, and I think that's that the problem, far. and I, I think it's just like, I, I think it's, that it, that's it's, also yeah. like a fun thing to say that will get it is exactly yeah. exactly yes. and so I mean, hot yeah. exactly yeah. so I think we just need to be you know um I, I think that that's why the way I like to frame things is whether I like something or I didn't like something and why as opposed to this is the best thing or the worst thing because unless you're like Roger Ebert or you know someone who has 50 years doing film criticism like I don't trust you to say that something's good objectively good objectively bad um but yeah anyway yeah well um I think that covers it. Does anyone have any much. final thoughts uh, before we close this one out? I do. Watch do. Doom Patrol. I have... Yes, do yes, watch, watch Doom, Doom Patrol. Patrol. Doom Patrol, yeah. Doom Patrol is excellent. It's the one of the best things on television uh, for me personally this year. Season two well, was even a more of an improvement on season one. And season one I thought was really, really good. Um, it's It's more different than any superhero show you will ever watch. And that's like the thing that I want to say particularly about that. But I also wanted to pose this to this group. I do feel like this group had such a wonderful time chatting with each other. I do feel like we should bring this group back um, for a further discussion on DC in general and how we may be able to uh, fix it, perhaps. Um, if there's any way to fix it, I'm just throwing it out there. If y'all want to join, I really do I mean, feel AC, like there's a this pandemic is going to be, be that. over at some point. I'm going to have some time on my hands then, I assume. <laughs> like this is it's a huge undertaking that you're asking. No, no, no. Uh, that's no. I feel like this yeah, is like a yeah, part yeah. two that we could do maybe before Wandavision comes out and all the Marvel content starts rolling mm. in. And I have thoughts. And, and because it, yeah, and they involve firing two people whose last name is Snyder, but that's whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's rude. Deborah Snyder seems nice. I mean, that's but... a good comment though that right. should happen but yeah just um, throw just throwing it out there i think you had fair. a good time I'm, I'm, I'm open to that i'm gabe i'm gabe uh, oh absolutely i have nothing to do ever actually so, you know i'm gabe. Uh, in that in that spirit just because shiv you are very well versed in all things dc uh for people who aren't happy with wonder woman 84 ww84 uh what wonder woman content uh animated or otherwise would you recommend them watching then uh, mm, let's see so you you got a glimpse of linda carter you can go back with the classics and look mm -hmm. at the original wonder woman and that was a nice learn movie. how to spin and change into <laughs> your outfit um you can i know there's like um anything good in the there's wonder woman like realm? blood or something like that which is like a animated one that kind of goes through her whole backstory i think it's there's the title has some version of like blood related um name in it that's a really good one um and then like wonder woman comics are fun just like the old animated series of wonder woman it's just it's fun it's playful um but the mid-2000s justice league i think is one of the best animateds you will ever see both justice league and justice league unlimited 
Um, I think it's uh, two seasons you of say Justice, it's better than Justice the movie? League. I mean, no, well, totally we haven't is. seen the Snyder Cut yet. Don't I was about, your Thank you, Jake. I was going there with that one. <laughs> oh man, the Snyder Cut. It's 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 funny though. Like I, I, it's funny because I think about it and it's like. Yo, you do your animateds and you do your television shows really, really well. Why can't you get the films right? It's scary because it's like they're going to say, oh, we're going to release four films in 2022. And it's like, dog, get one. AC, right, I'm going to pause you right there because that's the question that we're going to ask ourselves yeah. next time when we read next time. All right. Next time. All right. So on that note, uh, thank you all of you for joining and uh, not only watching the movie, some more than once, um, but coming out to talk about it. Uh, as we go, uh, let's go around the board. Shiv, uh, where can we find you? Anything that we can plug before we close? Um, so my um, at through for all platforms is Shivani Vanfall. Um, y- you might know me as the second half of Want Not Need Fun. So the first half, I believe, is what fun. you meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> first. <laughs> the equal the first half. Niche isn't going to listen. You're the first half. <laughs> <laughs> um she well the other half i think the other whatever. half whatever yeah. but um this is want not need fun is where you can also find me um i know you guys support it so much so thank you guys with your podcast for always supporting want not need fun i appreciate it a lot the community appreciates it a lot so yeah definitely follow want not need fun mm-hmm. look into it it's a really yes. good program with a really good message around it so mm-hmm. uh and if we could repeat it here. You could also listen to almost every other podcast that we do uh, since it's been created where we talk yes. about it yep. almost every time. Um, Steph. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Steph underscore I underscore Will, Instagram as well. Um, if you click the bio, uh, it goes to my link tree. You can see uh, my, um, like all my stuff. So my web comics, <laughs> uh, where I write, um, do my little um, hot takes and stuff like that. And in February, there is a Marvel comic that I'll be appearing in um, a Rota Monica Rambo story for Marvel's Voices Legacy. And hey. I'm really excited about that because cool. I got the inks back from the artist and they knocked it out the part. So yeah. I just... I can't wait for y'all to see yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's honestly so nice to hear that, given how many times I've been editing a uh, Marvel did what, and I just like I'm scrolling through just it's, every time just you could take a drink, Monica Rambeau coming up, and it's really <laughs> honestly just it's really awesome. Congratulations, Steph. Thank you, Jake. Congratulations, amazing. And also, um, if you don't Thank have the patience you. to watch all of WW84, just watch Steph's edit that she posted to mm-hmm. Twitter. Oh, yep. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's basically all you ever need. Um, AC. You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. Um, I have another podcast called Finding Peace in the Storm. We're going to take a week off this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. But do check out the interviews that I've did I've done with Iman about the Raptors and Howard Bryant of ESPN. Really game-changing conversation on the Negro Leagues and baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really fascinating. He's so go check that out. Right live. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we got him on to talk about Marvel Comics for an hour is so stupid that he gave us his time. <laughs> well, it, really to do that. it really is. The people that we've gotten on this show is kind of like yeah. wild oh, to think man. about. But nonetheless, and of course, follow this show at MC University Pod. Follow it, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, Steph and I do have to get back in the saddle when Marvel did what. I'm yeah, sure we'll yeah. try and work that out in the weeks to come. <laughs> and um, yeah. Check us out everywhere. Jake. Uh, you know, you can follow me at the Jake Christie. Listen to the podcast I do with uh, my good friend, Andre Barrera, about the show Monk called No Funk and Strictly Monkin. Um, honestly, really hitting a groove. Uh, it's a lot of fun to do. Um, 
I know that there's there's got to be at least three or four people who listen to this who are listening to this episode who have watched the show Monk. I swear you'll enjoy it. We recap the episode so you don't have to rewatch it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> other than that, uh, yeah, just keep listening to this podcast. This is you know always a joy to do. Yep, uh, definitely listen to this podcast. Do all the follows that were mentioned. Uh, I'm at Black Dragon Roll on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I've also watched uh, in the past few days uh, Tenet, Love Actually, The Crown season four. And catching up on Lovecraft oh, wow. Country, so my mind's all over the place. I'm Love actually is, okay. is is bad. Just gonna say it's that. bad. It's, it's really bad. bad. It's it's um, it's actually it's also crazy I mean, to think up. about the fact. It's also crazy <laughs> to think about the fact that Keira Knightley was 18 when they made that movie, which is really disturbing when you think about the fact Ooh. she's marrying like a 35 year old Shirley wow. Temple and like a 34 year old Andrew Lincoln is oh, pining after her. Whatever. I just love that it's the whatever. kid in it is five years younger than her in real life. Like yeah, it's, it's gross. Um, which is as good a way to end end Mm -hmm. a comic podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you for listening. You all be good.